Hello, welcome to the Unappreciated Carer podcast. So this week I've been uh, speaking with Felicity and Liz over at uh, Nightingale's Army. This is a, a brand new exciting business which is really focused in on sort of social care to be honest just that you know sort of whether it be training care workers appreciating care workers understanding what different strategies and learning what different strategies can be worked you know sort of worked out and it's it's a really i think it's a really exciting time i think hopefully this is the beginning uh, of what we're starting to see where care workers are you know sort of taking uh, 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 taking accountability and responsibility for being innovative in our own industry you know it's it's on us as care workers to stand up for ourselves as we as we spoke about with um ali and and the unions um and also but also to create solutions to identify the problems and uh, create solutions so really really exciting time um and we we cover so many interesting topics uh, and there's also a part where we we speak about whistleblowing which is something i know is very important to them and uh, you know sort of i've had my own experiences um and so it's very very uh, you know Im- important and you know there's support out there um available to to everyone so yeah it's check that out and have a listen i know you're going to really enjoy it i just wanted to give a very quick shout out there was uh, three petitions um that i saw which uh, this week which are sort of out there and sort of have been building momentum and just need that little push over over the line so uh there's um there's one called uh, from fran uh, capel uh, she's uh, got a, a petition out there for a pay bonus to all key workers and there's also another one out there from uh, mark tops and he's got one saying um get for care workers need to be seen as skilled professionals which is something which is very in line um with with, uh, with what we've we've been saying since uh, being classed as unskilled in february um and then key workers in march you know it just doesn't make any sense uh, the two don't go hand in hand and so you know it's um and it, and it's time that you know whatever needs to be put into place so that care work is considered um a profession which it almost certainly is and it's yeah it uh, i mean to to be classed as unskilled is um yeah um, shocking but you know but yeah so to but to get but get behind these um these petitions they're really really important uh, we have also on the unappreciated care we've got a petition which was um started which is on the facebook page you can see that there it's also on change.org um and that's uh, care workers being paid the real living wage uh, and in the description there you'll see what the justification is behind that you, you know if, if you've seen some of our other podcasts you'll also have seen um sort of what, what our reasons are but you know sort of check check those out but enjoy the podcast um enjoy the interview i know that they've got a lot to give and hopefully it inspires you to thinking oh you know what what solutions could i come up with it's what it's about you know sort of inspiring change um that change doesn't come from me and it doesn't come from you it comes from all of us as a collective so you know we've got to be working together to make successful change to deliver better care and to get better working conditions so yeah enjoy hi lizzie and felicity how are you both doing 
Yeah, we're well. Thank you. Hello, Good. Nice Welcome you. to the unappreciated carer podcast. But yeah, thank so thank you for having us. Absolutely, no. excellent. Well, so now, now, um, so now I know you guys are launching a new business, but I did want to because uh, I did have a look at your sort of Facebook, and I was having having a little. I was snooping to be honest, um, but uh, but I did well, see that you're also talk. yeah. But you, did, I did see that you've already started sort of. Uh, although the business is now launching, you've already started doing charity work. And I was, uh, I was half expecting to see some interesting hats to be coming out sort of on the recorder, but, <laughs> but I'm hoping that we're going to see interesting hats coming out throughout the sort of over the next sort of half an hour, sort of 45 minutes. <laughs> I should pull something out of the bag. I yeah, thought that, I, I, I did see a bit of it. Uh, you, know, you know, I thought it was a really good idea. How, how did you manage to do sort of raise the money for the charity? We got over a hundred pounds. So yeah, yeah, we managed to raise enough for a Macmillan nurse for a yeah. day, the way it was to support them. So that was really good. That's fantastic. It, was so, it wasn't me. There was no we involved in this. That was. So <laughs> but, she has to have the credit for it. But uh, I think that was a Macmillan nurse for half a day. So that's a you know sort of like yep. just a, from your own living room as well, which is a hell of an achievement. So, but um, yeah. Well, and I take Especially people... during lockdown, because it was um, it was the only kind of available fundraiser that we could have done. Yeah. Um, without you know socially distancing, but still getting people online and getting them involved as well. So yeah, it's really good. And ch- charities over this sort of time have been hit the hardest, just in terms of um, j- just in terms of not being able to raise any funds. So, uh, but they've all still got to keep going. People still have Absolutely. cancer. People still need care. You know. So so yeah. So that was an incredible achievement. So yeah. But I thought it was sort of worth a shout out. And if you know anyone who wanted to check that out could still raise money. So you know, there's still I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure that's still available. Yeah, yeah. The game heroes is still going. So anybody else can get on and do the same. Yeah. So, um, so I first saw uh, sort of Nightingale, Nightingale's Army uh, on, on Facebook. I saw that, I think it was only yesterday, actually. I saw it was just very recently. Um, and Lizzie, I think it was you that posted, sort of just mentioning about sort of pay bands. And that's something that I thought, oh, that was a sort of interesting concept, which I hadn't really thought of before, which is a surprise because, you know, nursing already, you already have nursing bands, you know. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I thought that would be a, an interesting um sort of topic so uh, how do you envisage that that could possibly work we envision that um through nightingale's army so our vision is to um provide the, pra- the website and then the practical training and by giving a standardized mandatory practical training that's governed by one body um mm. you can then give a progression through that training so you can say that people that come in with the care certificate should be on this band as they have x amount of knowledge and understanding um, and then as they move up through their progression and training and they get further qualifications, um, they should get a standardized banding of money that moves them up through their progression. So at the moment, companies do it independently. They may give you an extra 18p or 20p here and there, um, which makes it very kind of pick and choosy. If you go to a company, you may get it somewhere. If you then move the company, you might lose it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's difficult to kind of regulate that. So if we've done it standardized and mandatory and provided training that was equal across the nation, then we could band it correctly um, by understanding what people's progression has been, what their qualifications are and their understanding of the job role. So do right you... now, there's nothing. There's no. nothing to do that, you know, we don't even know how many of us there are. Yeah. That's how unorganized the whole situation is. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think because that's one of the things you know. Sort of with the unappreciated care, the thing I like to focus on is sort of employment rights and um, sort of pay, really. To be you know, so that's what's going to um, have the biggest impact on sort of care workers. And so that yeah, but so I'll just sort of would it be like basis of experience or sort of as you seem to be leaning towards sort of qualification 
you know, sort well, of... We can't change the fact that there's so many healthcare assistants who have got experience, but we've just been in a generation where we was paid what we was paid, we are paid what we are paid, mm. and there's not much we can do about that. All we can do is start filtering through a new generation of healthcare assistants and yeah. make it better for the future. The yeah. thing is, if we bring up the wages for all healthcare assistants, um, we kind of... Um, we segregate the more mature healthcare assistants who have been working in the system for a long time, who are, uh, you know, capable to, to earn that money to be able to do their job well. We alienate them by bringing in the younger ones that are on the same pay band as them, and that you kind of get that um, friction between teams, and you'll get the more mature care staff that will see that a new person's come in, they're on the same rate as they are. Um, it causes that frustration um, between the team members. Whereas if you had the mature one, that they will stay on their rate as they are, but we bring in a new banding and a new rate and uh, top everybody up to the level that they require based on their job role and their responsibilities that they carry out, you know, and the qualifications that they need to do that. Yeah, I think that's where the real challenge is with these pay bands, because I really like it as a concept. I think it's actually really interesting, but it's trying to figure out there's so many sort of isms which you need to sort of try and, because obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, me coming into care, you know, sort of brand new, I remember my first trainer session, surrounded by people with a lot more experience than I was, and I'm about to go out and get paid the same as them. So, you know, um, you know, so that isn't right, you know, because that's my first training session. Um, but at the same time, maybe after sort of six months and a year, you're sort of doing that, you're doing the exact same role as somebody who's maybe doing it for 20 years. And you've got all the same um sort of responsibilities and you're probably doing it just as competently because you know i mean like i mean that person hopefully within who's got 20 years of experience is pro hopefully going into senior management and ultimately yeah they would manage. be further up yeah so they yeah. would run up the ladder and that would kick everybody up the kind of run and that would give mm. them that progression development plan in place as well which will make them increase retention as well because people will want to stay in the job role to move further up yeah to gain that increase and to gain the knowledge and the skills as they go. And if they don't, and they want to stay solely as a healthcare assistant and never move up the ladder, which That's is what okay. I've done. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a healthcare assistant for 18 years and I've never moved up yeah. because if I move up, I'm going more to the paperwork side of things yeah. where it takes me away from the actual care, which is what I'm actually good at. Yeah. So actually there needs to be something for the people who actually just want to remain as healthcare assistants. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. No. You don't need to progress. You don't have to. You can just solely do a job you're good at. Yeah. And, it does, and it does beg to the question anyway, there's only so many managers roles. There's only so many senior roles and there's a lot of care workers. You know, you, you, you'll need a, you, you, you need one manager in a place. You need one deputy manager. And, you know, but you, you probably in some homes, you need 20, 30 carers. So there's only oh, yeah, so much opportunity for yeah. progression. <laughs> You know, well, so if we was all to stand down tomorrow, there'd be no one to replace us. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, you know, <laughs> but that, it, it does. Like, I, I do th also, I mean, this is getting a bit off topic, but really, but like, I do also think that, you know, sort of companies could look at, uh, you know, sort of providing apprenticeships to get into their marketing. So you like, you, you know, rather than finding someone who's doing marketing already, is there a carer who's, we, we, I've got care workers who work, work with us. The thing, who, is, they, the thing is they market are so incorrectly our job description doesn't match how they actually market us so if they mm. were to give us the reins for one day you know and we market it actually realistically yeah you know it's going to go two ways we'll either have people running for the hills or we'll have people think yeah i could do that mm, yeah. you know and they're the ones we want we want the ones that like a challenge that know it's going to be hard it's not easy 
Yeah. And it's not, you know, fluffy slippers and cups of tea. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like the pay, the pay rate is, it needs to attract the, the starting pay rate. It needs to attract people who are high, you know, sort of high integrity, you know, very capable. It's a, such an accountable role. You know, you need to be, you need to be attracting the, 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 top talent that is available to us and you know sort of a minimum wage uh, or your national living wage pay rate isn't going to do that you know but um i mean you've probably seen on some of our previous podcasts which i like to sort of talk about is uh, the national living wage being 60 percent of the average pay which basically means you're paid just enough so if you're paid 59 percent or lower you're considered in relative poverty so if you're being paid national living wage you're only just being paid to just enough to be out of poverty you know it's a good yeah, government exactly. thing if we've raised these many people outside of poverty that's a good government line that's yeah. all they want so but that that percentage isn't going to make our diff- lives a difference it's still on that bracket it's still on the line of exactly. we are, we're still probably, you know and the thing is the only way you know eventually we're not you know our first part of this isn't to tackle the money no. it's to tackle the training because standard yeah. of care needs to be improved before we can even sit there and scream for more money yeah, yeah that is the most important thing that's yeah. what we're here for is the care and it's not yeah. good enough due to lack of training poor management and basically not getting listened to or heard yeah about yeah. the issues that we do face daily in our roles so well, I mean, I suppose that the standard of care can be improved also with the qualification and like you know with the qualification so I mean NVQ level twos are from what I can gather, the, the majority seem to consider them almost pointless, you know, sort of like it, because you, you, an MVQ level three is what you need really to be a senior, um, you know, so uh, at the level two, you don't get pay rise for a level two in, in almost every place that I know of. Um, so, you know, it's not really seen, whereas that pay banding, that, that, yeah. No, well, yeah. For, any time to do it, yeah. you know, no. there's no allocation for it, there's no support for it. Somebody can take, you know, two, over two years to complete something that should take only, you know, 11 months, 12 mm-hmm. months, not yeah. even that. And then the employer has to constantly chase that individual up and they're spending time and money on chasing the individual to do their training. Which whether causes it be anxiety. Yeah, and then that causes, causes yeah, friction. Anxiety, yeah, friction, you know bullying harassment what would be an what would be an alternative then to sort of like doing the do you think you know sort of in terms of qualifications are, there, are these things that you're looking as a trainer provider to we're going to create our own qualifications we're going to look at everything yeah that's pretty much what we're going to do and we can only start where we are mm-hmm. yeah. and we can keep looking yeah. that's all we can do you know until we come up with the complete right package package yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's you know, at the moment, employers um, want care, healthcare assistants to do the care certificate um, as they enter the yeah. home. Um, we think it would be beneficial to provide it before they go into the home and actually give them the written care certificate as well as hands-on practical training and provide them with physical activities so they can see equipment, catheters, other items before they go into the home. We can yeah. openly speak about bed sores, grief, um, you know, personal care hygiene. So they're not going in vulnerable people looking after vulnerable adults or children or, or vulnerable. so we're sending in people that have no knowledge no previous experience yeah. to work with vulnerable people who expect them to have that previous knowledge and experience and would. yeah if you are paying that amount of money for care especially yeah. when they're marketed as their hotel yeah you know which they are not mm. and you we are dealing with people's lives and we're expected to just go in and learn on the job yeah 
So mm -hmm. it just seems a little bit backwards that we're putting these people at risk. You know, we're sending in individuals who are then learning off of the maturer care assistance. Um, it becomes diluted training. And then we lose out a lot of the important information that should be handed down um, in a governed way not in a way that's word of mouth in an organized controlled yeah. way yeah because it only takes somebody to to give one carer a false bit of information or a personal opinion or a personal opinion and then that carer will take that through their whole career doing that one thing because they've been told that i.e right. amount of cream you should use mm -hmm. the wastage is unbelievable yeah. the cost yeah it's it unbelievable and you know that's because someone's once said if you put this amount on you know it's definitely going to clear it up when actually that's not the correct answer yeah well, don't worry doris can share her creams with her husband fred because they're exactly the same although they've got two separate prescriptions yeah. exactly you know it's just it's knowing but making sure that they're getting the correct knowledge and mm -hmm. not false knowledge I think that's going to be very interesting because you you need people who are going to come in and think a bit innovatively and you know which seems to be what you're you know sort of trying to do and I think that's something that care social care has been missing for a very very long time you know sort of but to to come in and think big enough that you know right well we're going to sort of we're going to sort of try and create a package where it's that you know it's it's fun it's functional as a train as a train provider but we're also not look we're also not thinking oh let's just put them out and sort of get them to work and they'll learn in six months because that you know over the over those six months if you're going to the same clients you know there's going to be some bad days if you're receiving care you're going to be there's going to be some you know and that's not what you know like what you say you're paying for or us as tax taxpayers are paying for you know for, for our families to be receiving you know we, we want to be delivering outstanding care and so you know that, we also want to make sure that the people who are delivering the care are looked after as well yeah mm. like mentally and physically you know because we're not at the moment we're really not and you know it needs to work both ways as people we're it, to care is hard enough at times you know we're being doing it as a full-time job our care doesn't stop there you know we then come home and we, we care for others normally 90 percent probably of healthcare assistance care for others outside of work yeah. as well because it's in our nature you know that's what we do yeah. and it gets taken for granted but actually you know who's actually looking out for them and making sure that their mental well-being is okay when they're then going in again and looking after you know vulnerable other people, other people yeah. you know it's I think that, that mental health side is so relevant as well for COVID-19, you know, when you're, you know, the social, the, the, or the, the mental stress that um, sort of care workers will have been under over the last sort of six or four or five months, really, where you're going into care homes and you're constantly worried about giving anything to the people that you're caring for, but you're also terrified that you're going to take something back home, you know, like there's, a, there's got to be a, a very serious um you know there's a that's a lot of stress for a long long period of time that's got that's got to have an impact in the longer term whether it has an impact now it's a on your family isn't it it's mm. just you know when you do this job you you are you are a key worker and you, it's just something you just have to deal with yeah you know we do have to just go in there and take that risk because if we don't and we all go okay we're not doing that it is. who who's gonna do it yeah yeah but no you know I, th I think that I think the pay bands is a very in uh, I think it's an interesting concept because it links itself with you know it, it, there's there's a lot to I mean it actually lends itself to um, carers being considered professionals and I don't think that they I don't think that they, I think there's a lot of evidence to say that they're not I mean like to be honest you know I have friends who like you can just tell in conversations they don't consider care work to be a profession you know you, you know and even 
um, you know, other care, do you know what the worst ones are other care workers? You know, how often do you hear, oh, I'm just a carer? Yeah. You know, that's, it's, it's the most frustrating, um, it's the most that's frustrating thing. Yeah. So that's now. Oh, yeah. You're you're taught that 100, percent and we're I think we're all I think we're all taught that. But it's 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 trying to put that information out there that actually, as you know, COVID 19, you know, one of the few good things that has come out of it is you can see that without care workers, society really struggles to function because people need you to be there to look after their loved ones so they can go out to work. They need that you to look after their loved ones because they they just haven't got the you know the capacity to be able to handle that situation it's very emotionally challenging to care to care for somebody so you know but yeah i just think there's a, hopefully there's a lot which will lend itself to um if you could do the pay bands it's actually starting to be considered more professional you know it's like and you can say oh, i'm a band three care worker you know you, you can take pride in that you know you've done because you've had to earn through experience and qualification you know, so it, I think yeah, that's what we can use it as an argument then, and we can say, look, we are professionally qualified. Um, you know, we, we've got our certificates now. Yeah, you know, it's it's here, it's clear, we've got it. Um, and and we feel that all that training and information certificates should just be provided to that individual, so they can carry on their career. They shouldn't have to go back to their previous employer and pay for a, a reprint of the certificate because they won't yeah. provide them with the originals, and they shouldn't have to go to the new employer and redo the training again. Yeah. Um, so it should just be one complete package that they can carry out with them through their career. You know, you you don't expect a, an electrician to walk into your house without any previous you know knowledge or skills. Mm. You wouldn't um, let a, a plastic surgeon do any work on you without the certificates on the wall, without knowing that they've completed what they've done. So why are we allowing individuals to come in and care for our vulnerable? Elderly, disabled, physically, with no adequate training. Well, arguably, the people that you love in the world the most, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and the people, the, the people that are putting those individuals into the homes have no concept of this at all. They're walking in and they're seeing the, the vouchers and the, the flyers and they're looking at the lovely rooms yeah, and all nice the equipment and everything. And then, then they leave the individual and then they come back and they wonder why they've lost weight. Why have they got a bed sore? Why are their teeth, you know, looking a bit, why are their hair not brushed today? You know, because they've just sat there for three hours waiting for somebody to come and help them. It's And the thing is, with new care staff, we've found that confidence is a massive mm. massive problem yeah. because you know if you are put in a situation looking after somebody and you don't feel confident you mm. then don't do it correctly you then yeah. don't do it correctly you then yeah. actually don't even do the job you're supposed to do due to lack of confidence you've, i mean you've got to be a vet you've got to be a certain type of person to be a good care worker to be able to walk into somebody's home and instantly try and build that rapport because that's one of the big, biggest challenges and you have to have confidence to do that We've got so many people that come in and then realise it's not for them and then leave. Mm. Well, they so where they could have worked that out if we show them what we do beforehand, they know what's entailed, they know what sort of training you're going to get, they know realistically what they're going to actually have to do, yeah. then we'll only attract the right ones. And that will also save money on recruiting, you know, turnover, retaining, yeah. turnover. You know, it's, it's just a little bit of organisation. And these things don't actually even cost anything. It's just organisation. Yeah. You know, 
I think with with um with these, there's a few, there are a few challenges, and I thought because uh, there was a couple that were brought up on the Facebook post actually, and I thought, well, you know, it'd be interesting to sort of sort of mention them to you and to sort of I know you might have actually responded to some of these on Facebook, but you know, just sort of if anybody was having sort of similar thoughts. But um, so there was I think there was an example where a care worker has done sort of six months on the job and is looking to do is likely is likely doing the same job as a care worker that's done it for 20 years and probably just as competently. So is there a risk of alienating people in that first six months, you know, in the first sort of six months or a year, you know, sort of people who are doing the same job as somebody who's been doing it for 20 years, but they're getting paid less and they're doing the exact same job. Do you think? think Well, no, because I feel if they're coming in, especially with no previous knowledge and expectation, they're coming into the job and they still need that time to adjust, to learn Uh, six months to a year is it's not enough time to be able to know everything um especially without any previous understanding um and i think it would alienate the more mature healthcare assistant if the individual did come in on on the same rate um and i think it would give the individual that came in more of an incentive to work and learn and progress to be able to reach the same goal that their other healthcare assistant their mature healthcare assistant is on no, I, I agree. I just thought I thought I'd put that in case anybody was sort of thinking the same. And um, yeah, and then um, so it, and if if it is sort of work through a qualification, um, then how would we ensure that staff are being given the opportunity to sort of complete like the level two and level? Yeah, three? just add, add on to the end of that. So probations right. as well. That's where you must get your three six month probations in, and at those stages, yeah. that's where you can review. That's where you can look back and you can reflect and you can say, right, this is what we've gone through so far. Um, these are the qualifications we're going to move through, move forward through to the next three months. And we're going to meet up then and we're going to move forward again. And that's how you keep your employees and your employer online on track with each other. You're constantly you updated. You contract together. Yeah. You know, yeah. you commit to working for them for X amount of time and they commit to providing you with what you want to move up i think that's the that's the thing that's lost in employment sometimes it's a care you know to be honest that could be employees across any sector really like you know you you you're you 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 know your um yeah your considerations we're dealing with people's lives so we can't afford to be like all the other companies that do that no, you know, this we're, happens, not these, we're not electricians. You know, we are dealing with with people, and that's why it is even more so important that we get this right and that we actually do do this and yeah. we do make this change because it can't continue. No, I mean, one of the points that you made there about sort of we're not like any other sector. And I think you mentioned about uh, you, you sort of watched a, a bit of the interview I did with Ali Treacher, who's sort of the uh, part, part, a member of a union. And I know she's been trying or they've been trying the uh, the coronavirus action group, I believe they're called, um, for carers. And they're, they're trying to put together a rally, if you like. And, you know, but it's trying to find care workers that are actively striking to be able to talk at this event. Um, and mm. but do you know what it, it's so different to to you know there's probably not an area the problem is work. we can't strike like we can't How strike we? nurses if a nurse leaves a building to go on strike healthcare assistants can actively run mm. that they they you know we can still carry on yeah. if we leave the nurse can't do that the mm. nurse that's there can't look after all of these residents on her own make sure that they're being looked after so you know, that's why we can't strike. We're, that's, you know, that's something I don't believe that we should do. We can't that's the emotional it. blackmail. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, but there's always another way around it where we don't have, we shouldn't have to do that, you know? No. 
no it shouldn't it shouldn't ever get to that point and i think you know it's uh, it's just i just I, I just thought it was interesting that they you know sort of to find it so difficult to find and uh, you know sort of with a group of people who are working that are uh, so you know sort of misused you know or sort of you know or underappreciated to not find actively find people that are striking um it's also you know. extremely difficult because a lot of employers my previous employer it's stated in the contracts that they would not adhere to a union that they would not List, you know, we could not be part of the union whilst being employed with them, and that they would not listen to any third well, we party. Could be or, part of the union, um, but they, they don't recognise. Yeah, they it. wouldn't recognise the union, so there was no support. You couldn't get be with the union, and you wouldn't be able to bring them in and use them as support for you with your employer. So there was always that grey area there of, well, do I join one? Is there any point? Um, and I, I never did, and I regret it, because uh, we should have done at the time. We really should have done, but because the way it was worded and the way you read it, and you go, well, they're not going to represent, they're not going to listen to it, so are they going to listen to me? Is there any point? But we can we can teach them this on training. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can really elaborate if i'd known that previously and if i'd been with the union three or four months before because you now i know you've got to be with them for a certain amount of time before they'll represent you so i couldn't have joined one and at the time of yeah. it happening so if i'd known all this beforehand and that's you know myself with you know quite a few years experience so and yeah so that's quite disappointing for myself quite disheartening to lose that opportunity i um i was um because I think the way that you'd get around that is, I was just thinking like um, you said a grey area, and I was like, well, if you could join, I don't think they'd be able to ignore it if like sixty percent of their workforce were a part of a union. Yeah, so if you can start getting the, if you get, you know, I think that's the way to beat it. Like, is to like join a union, be the first, and then start recruiting them. You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. As soon as you get, and once you've got to 60, 70 percent, it's like it's going to be very difficult to ignore. It's like, uh, yeah, we're going to go on strike. Oh, yeah, well, we don't recognize that. Well, we're still going to be outside, so you know, you've yeah. got you've got something <laughs> to deal with. You know, that's that, that, that <laughs> yes. might, you know, that might be you know, as I imagine that that's you know, you know, at, I mean, that uh, part of building the army, that will be part of yeah. building our army of building um, strong. united, strong. Um, I think Ali said it was a collective response. Um, which was brilliant, yeah, you know, and in our words, we're going to be an army, we're going to be that strong band of yeah. healthcare assistants. And healthcare assistants are going to know where they stand, they're going to know their rights, and they're going to know what they can and can't do properly yeah. with correct guidance. Yeah. And, I think and they're going to feel I think that's the thing you've got to be it's, it's about educating people about what their rights are because so many people are unaware um you know th things like holiday pay i mean I, I really like the employment side of things and the um and sort of pay that's the area that i like to sort of educate people on so they know what their rights are because so many people are underpaid in their sort of holiday pay you know um and and, and stuff like that and you know so sort of there's so many um you know sort of people told that you oh you can't you you have to do you know people on zero hour contracts that are told oh you have to you know you have to do these shifts next week you don't have to do anything you know what i mean like you know people are so um you know sort of misled they try their luck though they try yeah, their luck they do. They do. Oh, there's i know of more than a few when i uh, you know sort of I, I do sort of quite a few interviews with care workers that i hear i hear the story to be honest it was a lot of, uh, the whole reason i started the unappreciated care is because i was doing interviews with so many people and just hearing so many stories that i was like it was pissing me off to be honest like you know it was you know it was like you know so i was just like i've got to do something you know yeah i feel like you know sort of having one-to-one -one conversations with people and trying to educate them in an interview was fine but trying to trying to create something where more people could learn like 
you know what their what their actual rights are you haven't got to do anything you know on the zero contract so don't be told that you will but um because yeah. you, know, you know it's it's like you said before you know you're entering into a contract and that's a two-way contract like you know you uh, yeah. uh, you know um, yeah and of course the employer probably holds more of the cards because if you you know you want to keep your job you've got to go within line but you know um it's if you're if you're a high, highly valuable person which you likely are as a, as a as a care worker who's delivering outstanding care they're going to want you representing their business so um but you yeah. would think wouldn't you but not all take it like that <laughs> yeah. not, not everyone take it like that but, um, no. but but i know that sort of a, a, another topic that you are very passionate about is sort of whistleblowing and i sort of just wanted to sort of touch on that because you know sort of i've, I've had uh, a couple of experiences of whistleblowing myself which um you know, none of them were very good uh, because um, unfortunately it's just one of those experiences which isn't very nice. But um, uh, but at the same time, it's um, it's such an important topic. So I thought, well, you know, it's a good opportunity to mention it just in case there is anybody who's sort of in a situation as you know, or ever going to be in a situation where should I say something or should I not? Because it's so much easier to say nothing. Um, but then you've got to live with that at times, you know, if you, exactly. you know, with, if you but, with certain... right, then that's fine. But you know, yeah. for me personally, you know, I couldn't, you yeah. couldn't, no. there's hundreds of <laughs> others that can't. And actually, you know, there needs to be some protection in place for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think that's what, what to get to really. Cause I think it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of integrity. And they're the people that you have to attract into the care industry to be able to protect our, you know, vulnerable people, the people that we care for, because they're the ones who deserve our loyalty, not our colleagues who we probably have a friendship with, you know, but it's the people that we're caring for. So, I mean, what, what advice would you have for anyone who um, maybe is or maybe at some point in their career will have, a, have that situation? Is there, you know, who would you, who would you suggest that they go to? What's the, what would you suggest that they do? Well, I would suggest they find someone at work that will back them up, first and foremostly find one, at least one person that can, you know, agrees with you, supports you, has the same, you know, outlook on what it is you're actually trying to whistleblow on and basically stick together. Um, ACAS are fantastic. Um, They were fantastic the whole way through. Um, Absolutely brilliant, to be honest. And basically, I think you've always just got to remember that we have a duty of care. And if we lose our job, we'll get another one you know there's hundreds and thousands of care jobs out there guys don't be worried about it because you know you can get another one because actually you can even if you get dismissed unfairly you will still as long as you're honest with your current next current employers you'll find one that actually thinks okay we'll take you on because of that you're honest because you're honest because, and then you, know, you want to work with that employer as well because the employer will take you on because you're open and honest and because you've, you've both started off on a clear, open exactly. grounds as well. You know where you're going. And, and also it gives you the, uh, makes you feel comforted in the fact that actually you could go to that new employer and actually then raise your concerns because mm-hmm. they've taken you on knowing that you have raised your concerns, you've suffered detriment due to that, you've lost your jobs, you've spent months of suffering and we're going to give you a job. 
Yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel always. Yeah. And even even if it is the fact that you make a, a small change in the environment that you've whistleblowed about, if, if there's somebody that's been taken out of that environment that's changed it, you know, all those small changes can make a big effect on the individual's care and their life. Um, so it's always yeah. important to whistleblow. It's always important to speak up. The smallest changes can make the hugest impact. On our website, we'll have a complete clear guide on the whole process that mm -hmm. we went through ourselves and how we found best and what our route were, how, what route worked for us sorry and um, we're going to pop that up so yeah. you know that's going to be hopefully well help somebody else yeah with the uh, with the whistleblower, I mean, you obviously mentioned ACAS there, and to sort of, I mean, hopefully you'd be working for an organisation where if you do whistleblow, they they will support you. You you know, yeah, hopefully, you like hopefully, well, that's, hopefully that's the case. You know. Um, <laughs> Going on the home, even when you whistle, it's all internal, and they're all yes. very, you know, they're all up top together. So ultimately, yeah. we don't think that that's effective at all. Yeah. You know, it puts someone under immense pressure to Scratch have to go to yours. their own employer and whistleblow and keep doing it directly at their employer. Mm. If they don't listen the first time, you've given them an opportunity to listen. You move on mm. and you go somewhere else. Yeah, because, like you say, you know, you've got the CQC that you can report to and safeguarding, yeah. you know, ultimately safeguarding. But, but we, yeah, so I mean, and hopefully they they're going to be able to sort of protect the um the the person that you're caring for and that you're reporting for. And but when and like you say with yourselves, it's going to be ACAS, and obviously they're free, aren't they? So they're going to be, yeah. you know, that's so like that's a good consideration for people to have. But um, of course, all the information should be available in the, wherever you work. I mean, at, at my current employers, we've got the um, West Sussex safeguarding poster up. So we can yeah. call the West Sussex that's local to us. Um, so, yeah, the information should be there. And you yeah. should be confident in doing it. Um, it. You can suffer detriment, but it's it's worth it for the outcome if you're going to turn somebody's life into a positive one by being able to provide that change by speaking up and whistleblowing. It's really important. I'm going public with it, you know. There's nothing wrong with going public with mm. it. You know, they need to be outed at the end of the day. They mm. can't keep getting away with this and, and people brushing it under the carpet and not being aware of the situation. Yeah. Because, you know, if I actually saw, if there was an actual one solid place where we could actually have a staff review of what it's like to work for that company, I probably wouldn't put my family member in ninety-five percent of them. You know. Yeah, it's a pretty damning the the day, indictment of. You know, we're the ones that actually should be listening to. If we're, we're we as carers are saying it's not a good place to work. These things happen. Hmm. Don't send them there. Yeah. You know, and that's something else we'll have on our website as well. Yeah. No, uh, there is law oh. at the moment. So if, if she's trying to do the uh, whistleblowers protection, so she's going to protect um, whistleblowers against victimisation, um, you know, concealing wrongdoings and things. So they're going to, she's actually going to protect people who do speak up and who do suffer discrimination from it. Um, so that's Ina's law and um, yeah, she can find her online. She's very interesting to read up about that. That's really uh, honestly, yeah. Thank you, guys. That's really good. Like, it's just you know, it's just a good um, sort of touch point. Like, you know, I know how you guys have been very passionate about that, and it's you know, sort of, it's uh, just something that we can all benefit from. You know, sort of your experience and where to go. And ACAS was a you know, sort of exactly you know, they get you know, so sort of, I forgot about them for a second there. So yeah, so that's a, you know, <laughs> a good reminder. Um, but yeah.
so Nightingale's Army then. So um, you've been getting some attention already, so which has been good. So I think uh, your local MP is it uh, Gillian um, Keegan. So she's yep. so she's already given you a shout out on uh, Twitter. So that's a uh, that's good. You're already sort of starting to touch base with them. You'll be you'll be in front of uh, Boris in no time at all. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and then also but also the uh, local paper is at the chichester uh, observer am i saying that that's right yeah but chichester yeah and so yeah so they've so they've been they've written a whole article about you as well so so you're obviously doing things right so have you have you guys actually launched it or is it sort of still in the process still in the process yeah we're working on our first leg at the moment which is our website yeah and um, we're currently raising funding for that um, and once that's out, that will be used to address the public, uh, professional bodies, homes, healthcare assistants, CQC, CQC. Nurses, the public. Yeah, we'll We're also addressing everybody. we'll also have um, professionals on there, like physiotherapists, um, other people, to um, use the website as promotion to help healthcare assistants to explain why it's necessary for them to know physiotherapy, salt, etc. You know, speech and language, mm. and, and other things. Um, and it will also have our e-learning platform on there as well for nightingales who will go into the practical training, which will be our second step. Excellent. So how, how can, how, uh, is there ways that sort of the, you know, anybody who was listening who wanted to sort of check you out and be involved, is there any way they can help you with your fundraising? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've on our Facebook page, we're doing a raffle at the moment. So we're raffling off some gorgeous handmade resin coasters that yep. have been donated to us from a small business, which is nice. lovely. That's very kind of them. Um, and we've also got a GoFundMe page as well, um, which the links on the Facebook page, we'll, we'll bring that back up to the top after the raffles um, completed this Saturday. Um, and we've got a PayPal account. So any, any messages, you can just drop us a message. We'll give you the PayPal link. Um, any donations are highly really grateful. Yeah, really <laughs> grateful. Really appreciated. Um, we'll really kick us um, forward to, to get this started. And um, yeah, actively raise the standard. The website care. is so big and so like nothing that's mm. out there that yeah. you know it's not going to be ready next week. But we're not going to release it until it's completely right and completely yeah. ready. And um, it sounds like it's going to be a big portal for hopefully care workers are going to be able to like get a lot of value from it from all different from lots of different hoping, levels. We're hoping a lot of people get a lot of value. Well, you know, so, yeah, and I I keep going to care workers, but I'm sure you know care, care providers, yeah, care managers, but, but yeah, because yeah. um, we feel um, if we display the requirements of a healthcare assistant online, that gives individuals the opportunity not to only look at the requirements they will need to work up through their progression but also for an individual that requires care from yeah. a healthcare assistant they can see what requirements they should have before letting them enter into their home provide care to them they should know that they should have a care so there's yeah. a lot of private care as well that goes on where there's no employer involved yeah. you know someone will put a little ad yeah. out in the shop window and need a carer you know there's no and they just invite them into their house yeah. unexpectedly I'll, I'll, so this community, the protection ring that we put around everybody, yeah. but it's a lot of it's a lot of um, pressure. Yeah. You know, that yeah. carer, I mean, they're then solely responsible, but actually they've got nobody to cover them. Yeah, yeah. nobody to cover their backs. Oh, there's there's loads and loads of really good um, sort of private carers, but I, I do like the, this is the, and this is the one percent, so it's certainly not the measure of the. But I have met some ca private carers who you know they've gone in, they've done you know, and they're not 
I, I don't think that they're really governed by CQC, are they? I don't believe. I, I don't know. I'm not 100%. I'm not. This was a few years ago now, but you know, but she hadn't done any redone her training for about eight years, you know, sort of like, you know, because, you know, it's just people aren't really, but that's just a lack of, you know, like an education on the people who are actually the families that's like sort of paying for that care you know yeah. like to, to be double checking yeah. that because it's, it's you know everyone's accountable when it comes they do to it is watching a video probably of moving and handling yeah and then sitting yeah. swiping through <laughs> swiping e learning yeah but and you're right it's that knowledge that they they don't provide to the individuals or, or is given back so they're not knowing who's coming into their homes and, and who's providing that care and on the King's Fund um, website, actually, they say that the um, there's 200,000 social workers, but um, the care force is actually relatively unskilled. They use the word unskilled. Um, and they say that 67% claim to be qualified level two or above. Those are their, their words, unskilled, and they claim to be qualified. Claim. Yeah, 67% wow. claim to be qualified. And that's, so we and that's from King's Fund, is it? Yeah, the King's and Fund. Are they referring to care workers as unskilled? Yes, it says here the rest of the social care workforce is relatively unskilled and 67% claim to be qualified level two or above. But I would agree because training doesn't match. The training doesn't match the job. So mm. actually, you know, there's no training significant enough for the knowledge yeah. that we need to know, yeah. Yeah. all the signs and symptoms. So actually we are classed as unskilled because the training doesn't match what we're doing. And actually, if they realised what we were actually doing daily, it'd be quite dangerous. Really, so we make it standardised, we make it mandatory, we make people realise what we're doing. And the training reflects the job wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. It's, 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 it's a, it's a it's a big task like it's a like it's a bit uh, like when i think about the scale it's like it's quite mind-blowing actually like that but like but but with that comes like there's just so many positives that get you know, like the, the things that you mentioned which i don't even think about educating the families and stuff there's it's like it's a really big positive i, I it's uh but yeah it's not impossible you right. know it's not impossible oh it's definitely it's, not impossible oh no it's it's, it's no, super possible it's oh it's, yeah i'm, I'm certainly I'm, I'm i don't think you're i don't think you're sort of um you know you're, you're out of this world i'm not sitting there thinking that you're crazy don't think that you know? i think i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like it's I going to drive you crazy it's going it's it will do of course it will do it's a you know it's a monumental challenge you're taking on but it's um but you need people like i think that's what social care has been missing that's why it's the rut that it is that you know it, you know all you see is complaining you don't see solutions and so I mean, they're telling us to recruit you know i, I think it was um matt, matt, matt hancock mm, matt hancock so, said you know you haven't um you know you haven't recruited any healthcare systems you know the nhs have Sorry, that was Boris then. <laughs> <laughs> you get my drift though. And I'm thinking, how are we supposed to recruit for healthcare assistants and bring them into the industry like this? You know, come on, guys. Yeah. You know, on, just chuck them in. That's you know, right. you can't do that to someone. That's somebody's life. You know, it's not We're going to pay you national living wage, which will be 60% of the average. Yeah, how are we supposed to... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you know, like some some day some days you you know some days you're going to be told to f off, and sometimes and some day you know what I mean like you're not going to you know, and that might just be from your manager, um you know, and you know, um and you know, get some shoe protectors, get some shoe protectors. They're out there, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like there's you know there's some challenges within this role, which uh you know it's you know it's it's not just about pay that's going to attract people it's about just having that because you can there's such a huge sense of pride even now even with all the trouble 
you know, the, the reason people still love it is because you're, you're actually doing something which is worthwhile. And so I walk down the street in my uniform, I wear it with pride. I literally do. Yeah. At the end of the day, I am what I am. I'm a healthcare assistant. I'm proud to be a healthcare assistant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's that it's that just a carer mentality which you know has to be broken. Um, oh, they're just a carer, but they'll all soon need us, and you know, yeah. then they'll realise that they'll just need us. They'll just <laughs> need us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, we're the ones that are needed at the end of the day. So I take some, something away from yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there is a lot of pride that runs on it, and it's a lot of you know being with those individuals and taking on their stories and taking everything home, and you almost carry them through you. Um, yeah. as you carry on you know you remember their stories that they tell you so it's yeah it's a big part of the pride and a big lot of the weight that you carry but it's and the people that say good responsibility the people that class us as unskilled and not carers they're not carers <laughs> yeah so <laughs> they've got this huge opinion of us that probably wouldn't even attempt our job no that's that's the thing the, the people, <laughs> you know i mean the, the the people that are you know sort of um that you, you speak to that haven't done the job and they you know sort of, but they have an opinion on it um you know it's but that but at the same at one top point they'll they'll argue yes oh, they agree it's unskilled and then the next argue oh i couldn't do your job that's the yeah, you, know, exactly. you know in the next but i clapped you on thursday yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks yeah but um so what what, what uh, 19 gales army how did the name come around how did what what landed you what what was there was it you know what landed you on on that one as the the one. That was a bit of a progress. I was, in, I was in yeah. my garden when I came up with Army. Yes. <laughs> I found this, yeah. It's like, it's Army. Nightingale's Army, that's what it is. We knew we wanted Nightingale's in there. And then we were yeah. just like, we knew we wanted Nightingale's. Just a bit of a um, bringing the history forwards, um, yeah. you know, bringing the past into the present. We it know was, she was a nurse, but ultimately we're not. She we're, made that change. We're using her name for the change that she's done. She had the yeah. courage to stand up, you know, she had the courage to fight for what she thought she believed in yeah and regardless of whether it's nurses or healthcare assistants we're all in the care industry so we all lead into each other we yeah. all need to support each other so yeah. you know we, we we took on a title of pride really didn't yeah we? and then put a big fat army on the end of it and <laughs> yeah. that's what so, we're gonna so you're, you're a feeling you're a feeling uh sort of militant one day but also caring yeah, so yeah. nightingale's <laughs> army was what we landed yeah. on that's yeah a, yeah absolutely <laughs> and we, we are we are an army and we, we will we will be an army of nightingales once everybody's passed through the training there'll be nightingale they'll be officially registered you know and they'll they'll be able to progress through their journey and if they want to go up to a nurse nursing associate further on then fantastic yeah. um but it'll be but great to start to your start career them. as a nightingale yeah. it sounds it you know it's nice to say that yeah. you know if I, you know what do you do for a living i'm a nightingale and by then you know that we're respected they know what we're doing and then it's like oh you know yeah, we're professionally branded yeah, yeah. i'm a nightingale yeah. I think I think it's clever in the sense that you know, sort of, you hear the term nightingale, and I think you think carer, nurse. You think you know, you, you instantly, you know, there's a good um, word association there. Um, but yeah, and then uh, and with army as well, like, I think that's where I think that's the where where carers need to get to. It's like they they need well, to be focused so on that. There's so many of us. We're larger than any other workforce. Is it like three like million? Quite, I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure, but. I mean, I if you know, could count them, if you yeah. count how does anyone even know this you know and that's yeah. not even touching the ones that aren't even registered or anything or paid, work, yeah. all the ones that do, yeah doing it for friends and family exactly yeah, you know yeah. unpaid carers doing it at home you know there's so many of us we should be an army we are an army um, yeah. and like we said you know we can be a really strong army as well without us yeah there's no one to replace us no i think that's where i think that's where the the 
the well, militant i said militant but you know but that's that's yeah, yeah. you know that's where that's like there, there has to be that side because we, without that i think we get more of the same which is you know um you know oh we're gonna we're going to change things we might change things in five years and then they'll do that every five i mean how long have they been speaking about green badge yeah oh you know uh, like we'll get we'll get two badges in 10 years that'd be cool like i mean like that's gonna pay the bill but you know but um but no but it's um yeah it's yeah i just want to get the background as to as to where that came from anyway so but um, I think you've touched on a lot of the services that you're going to offer, sort of. But is there any other sort of services that you've that you that you're sort of looking at as well? Oh, well, by kind of working with employers to encourage uh, mental health for the teams, the staff. So by getting yeah. them to work, um, go to local gyms and using the um, company business discount and bringing that into the home, providing it. We have spoken to gyms and they would be happy to provide the discount to the healthcare assistant even after they've done our training as long as they could prove that they are actively working as a healthcare assistant. So okay. we don't even need to use the companies for that now. So basically... So that, that would be a Nightingale discount then? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah, even, yeah. that's even better. That's a you know that's a that's, you know. <laughs> and, and that would encourage mental health, physical, um, you know, physical, mentally, um, and it would also improve uh, business around the towns as well. So you're encouraging people to go and use the local facilities, the local services. So we're working with the community, um, and we're working with them to work with us. Yeah. And you know, by reducing, um, by standardising the training, reducing risk, we also support the NHS by reducing the hospital admissions yeah. community for where you know we're reducing utis falls slips trips wastage on creams yeah medication yeah. errors yeah so looking out for signs and symptoms know them early and you can prevent someone from going into hospital but they're not shown the signs and symptoms yet we're expected to know them yeah so our training really we hope will will just yeah. support in so many areas I think um, there's a really good fix there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like, uh, I th but I think you're going about the right way. You're like you said, I think before, like rather than sort of saying demanding money now, they're saying, well, we're going to upskill ourselves and we're going to upskill our workforce, and so that you can't possibly say no. no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can't. So many people have fought for, for money um, in Parliament and, you know, taken... Yeah, there's so many change org things going on. But they the don't get stuff. anywhere. And as much as, you know, I see what they're fighting. The intent is there, yeah. The, the, the heart is there. But they're not just going to give us more money. They're not. No. As so scary as that is. So let's, so let's stand you know, together. let's standardise it, stand together, you know, up to standard of care. And then basically... Show them. Show them yeah. that actually, you know, <laughs> this is what we do, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Out. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's you know it's exactly what you it's exactly the right way because I don't think that's I think like asking for something without offering anything different I think is maybe not exactly. you know so you know it's it's I think it's probably a, it's just a different tack which I've not really uh, which I've really you know sort of come across a lot of it is like we do this so give us this and so you know I think pushing pushing bigger and better and then you know and then saying now you know uh, like we said the care yeah. at the moment is not good enough so therefore if we can raise that yeah and we've got a massive argument because yeah. we've just you know actively raised the standard of that yeah we can show that we can change retention turnover you know we can increase people's long-standing st um commitments to employers um and increase morale and everything then we will show 
straight away that that is making a difference and then that will improve the care in hand so it'll yeah. just yeah be amazing I think I think I think one of the functions that you've put on um, I think it was, it was on Facebook it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been on the website because you know but yeah no I did look at the website but uh, but yeah it told me to come back soon but no but on <laughs> but on but on Facebook it said um, uh, I think one of the, one of the functions of the business was to sort of um, research it was like research and development of new social care strategies um, you know and I think I mean we already touched on a, a couple of them already but you know sort of is there did you, when you were writing that was there things that you had in mind which you thought yeah, I mean even simple things like communicating you know there's no there's such poor communication between NHS social care they all run off different systems. They all run off different systems. No one communicates. And, you know, it's just like, just communicate. I mean, that's a free thing. They haven't got to pay for that. No. Yeah. Just, and that automatically would raise the standard of care just Mm -hmm. by doing that. I mean, you know, listening. Yeah. I mean, there's strategies that we've thought about. And, you know, we've really thought about that. We've also thought about practical stuff as well. Like actual physical, like equipment and things as well. We've thought about designing equipment. Yeah. Um, You know, we've got a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas. Built help, but there's a time is everything, and there's a time. Oh, and it's, it's, a, it's a long game, isn't it? Like, you can't do I everything mean, at once, you know. You know it's a, you know, so. strategies, you're doing that daily, you have to continuously do that. I think the problem, the reason we're in such a, a big issue at the moment within the NHS and the health and social care system is because no one's really looking at it. No, and they're so segregated, they're they've almost got, fighting got, each other. Yeah, they're, no one's working together. No. no. I, th- I think there's a systemic problem there's a, you know, within, within social care. Who's, who's actually looking at it and saying this is working because I really want to meet that person. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. It's Unfortunately, not. there's probably about 100 people that's all designed the system and uh, each one of them have got their own little bit and meshed it together. And exactly. their and part will be working, but it's everyone else that's the problem. They, they're yeah. not communicating with each other. Yeah. Then, no. And then now they're left with their own little system that they take great pride in, and you know it doesn't work. <laughs> How's um COVID nineteen sort of affecting the launch? We actually we weren't going to become public this early, but we did because of COVID nineteen and because of the public uh, awareness on healthcare assistance and the need for them and, and the change um, that had happened. Um, so we've used that platform to really step us up and, and get the public eye, but it's also hindered us a lot um, with funding and grants and things because we have not fallen into the bracket of a food oh, bank. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not short term. We're not um, just a small community idea. We are on the larger scale and a lot of them come back and go, okay, that's great, but it's not within our guidelines. Um, you know, we had one that was, and educational training and um, we said we'd like to use it to put our website up for the e-learning they said great it's got e-learning but it's a website so we can't do it i said but it's got training they went yeah but it's a website so that went back and forth and it's just constant red tapes that we're having to get over just with that at the moment but everything else the public's been fantastic um the government the council local bodies have been really really good and we've been supported by our local communities by lollipop print um, to get our business cards out there yeah. um there's a little cafe downtown that we use as our kind of spare um office when our dining room tables get a little bit boring so um yeah we've local community sainsbury's tesco's donations which have been fantastic but covid has hindered that kind of online because we've got all this information that we want to 
give to our web designer and obviously you know these things cost money yeah yeah cool uh, but you know we but, can't uh, give up you know we whatever we come across we'll just keep battling through yeah come and check yeah. out the raffles <laughs> exactly yeah, we'll, yeah, go, yeah go, go and join the raffle and, uh, and help be a part of um, get, getting, you, getting the sort of website going but um absolutely two pounds towards actively raising the standard of care you can get involved today exactly so but um, no it, it does it, it sounds good I'm, like i'm sorry that you that had, that well i'm sorry that covid happened at all for everyone but you know but that oh, has, had that, that had that impact but hopefully um you know trying to see, see a silver lining of a bad situation it's you know people are so aware about the challenges in social care now or it, it's been given such a huge platform which I don't think it had really had, not really had publicly. And whereas, no. you know, no, nobody's had anything else to think about for four months other than key workers and, um, and uh, sort of the challenges in social care. So, but, um, but yeah, but hopefully, um, so hopefully we all come through that period soon. But um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always something, you know, to look forward to. So yeah, we've got And from where we started last year to where we are now, like yeah. we've really we're come a, a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, we're pleased, we're pleased, aren't we? Definitely. Absolutely. So I th I th we've already spoken. I we seem to be speaking about unions every so often here, but but um, I, 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 as you know, I sort of did that. Did that. Um, do, do you think care workers would join? Uh, would benefit? I think we touched on it, but from joining. Um, uh unions on mass or do you think sort of it, trying to deal with it on a more local level is a is, is the yeah is just the trying to get way. people to maybe a bit more independent with it mm. um i can't i don't really want to comment because i wasn't part of the union so i think it's unfair of me to say yeah. that it works or it doesn't because i've not been one and my journey's been without a union yeah. i feel like yeah i think right now i'm probably not going to oh i think i probably would i would have maybe benefit yeah i would have benefited more if i'd been part of the union um mm -hmm. there would have been a longer um maybe a longer help support line afterwards um but with acas is only free um, but i think certain extents they were great um but yeah it, it depends on but also we wouldn't you, have come yes. across our journey and we wouldn't have got all the experience and knowledge we've now got through this whole yeah. procedure of grievances and disciplinaries and unfair things you've made you've made a you've made a real you've made real light of those situations it's like you know what i'm glad it's best is the, is the right way to be but like you know, i'm glad well, to have come through these challenges because i've learned what's wrong in in the system what's right exactly so we've seen the system now for what it is we've seen the route they take you through and you know now we can really work on that because yeah, we know absolutely. what they do yeah <laughs> So, so you know, yeah. thank you guys, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to working with unions um, and, and with other bodies to to learn more and be educated further and obviously support them and help them support us. And, and teach everybody yeah. to support each other, yeah. you know, because we can still be educated. Although we've been on this journey and we've learned a lot, there's still so much more to learn. And we're not going to do it solely as ourselves. We're going to need that army of bodies of companies to to support us back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking this will be a this will be a national, uh, I take it, a national thing. You know, across, yeah. across a, a wide range. No. So I mean, so you're going to need a, a, a lot of support. I'm sure. Hopefully, that that's going to mean that you're going to be able to create lots of opportunities for care workers across the uh, across the UK. Absolutely. Well, and jobs. jobs. Yeah. And jobs. Absolutely. No. Because we've already been in contact with like Macmillan and other UK charities, and Macmillan yeah. said that we're more than happy to be put up on our website um dementia and age uk and we've got sage house down the road from us who we contact um we speak to so charities yeah. play such an important role for even training if you look at their websites million websites um like you just said dementia uk the 
the knowledge they've got on there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're part of the training. They should be used more, and they certainly yeah. shouldn't have to be worrying for funding during a time like like COVID. You know, they're so so important. Yeah. So important that with you know without them, well, you know, they suck. The community. Yeah. Would do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Family, yeah. So many families. Out there, and they exactly. do support the community, yeah, on a whole. So, and it's like almost they're unseen, um, but yeah, what they provide is, yeah. is, um, is amazing. So, it's, it's, it's got to be you know, every family is you know, sort of we've got uh, we've got a settlers of a hospice, which is around us, which you know, they're you know, and we've got but obviously, you've got the you know, sort of um, you've got hospices all over the place, you've got you know, but you've got Macmillan nurses, you've got Marie Curie, you've got you know, all these huge charities, which they just like there's just arguably no family that. Are, that are, are untouched you know sort of at some point by these yeah. by these types of organizations they are so so important absolutely and, and we should promote their achievements and be able to provide information into how to support them how to get jobs with them you know how to lead into them as well so yeah. to be able to support them too so yeah we're, we're really it's excited part, to do yeah, that all part, it's, all, it's all going to be on that one website as well which is going to be the absolutely yeah uh, so it's going to be a real one-stop shop for social care but yeah, um but yeah, no, that sounds good. So, we're, so in ten years' time, then we've got in the time sheet, time machine. So, ten years' time, what would um, you know, sort of looking back, what would you, what do you hope to sort of be able to look back on with sort of pride? Oh well, I hope in ten years we'll have our training centres in place. So we'll mm. have a training centre in. I think we would. We're not sure with each district, every other district. We want to make it accessible to as people as many as many people as possible. But make each district responsible for their own one. Yeah. yeah. You know governed by them um you know fed in through um education council um government supporters and we can look back and we can see that the training hubs are working. yeah they're working they're bringing out qualified competent individuals who are happy to retention. go on to their career um and then their career shows the retention the pathway leading up and we just see a safer happier community um, with lowered risks lowered nhs hospital um admissions and we just support each other and, and a lift in mental health yeah just yeah. really raise it mental health. Yeah. bring it all up bring, bring it, it up to an actual standardized level where you can sit back and say okay so yeah. it's not perfect because nothing is and everything needs working on every day especially yeah. the system like this but the care is good enough we've almost gone for a stage now with covid where we're a bit like don't want to be near people we're a bit unsure of each other we're very cautious um and um i hope that we get past that stage again where we are able to care for each other and look at each other in a way that you know you're not like well, you can't you're, yeah where, where you're being standoffish yeah yeah absolutely and um well, we and, thrive yeah. as humans of personal of physical contact don't we yeah we can't really live without it no we? absolutely and there are lots of people out there that obviously are on their own who are vulnerable and they don't have that so yeah. you know that's where we swoop in. Yeah. Yeah. Right, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Where can we? Where can we um, find you online? Uh, uh, other than other than the website address now. So yeah, we're on Twitter as well. So mm -hmm. uh, hashtag Nightingales R three, um, and we um, our website is www.nightingalesarmy.org.uk, um, and yeah. you have a nice little cover page on there at the moment. It just says who we are, and it'll link us link you back through to Facebook as well, so you can come over check on that too. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Nice to speak to you. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much for this opportunity. It's brilliant. Thank you. Pleasure. Speak soon. So I hope you enjoyed that episode there. Um, we're going to continue to do these weekly. Um, as you, as those of you that's watched for longer, um, you know, so we, we did have a, a pause there as we tried to figure out what it is that you, you want. 
give it give us a uh, suggestions you know what what is it that you're interested in we want to help motivate and promote social care change um for the for the benefit of everybody uh, of everybody and that means having lots and lots of different ideas so if you've got thoughts uh, you know about it um and you'd like to come on and discuss them then you know sort of get, get, get in contact you can message me on facebook um and also you know or, or if there's ideas that you'd want us to explore you know again i'm i, I want to do the legwork that's what i you know that's what i want to do we want to provide a, a channel where people, you know, people from all areas of social care can come on and and feel that they can make be part of that change. So yeah, thanks again for watching, and I'll speak to you soon.